Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday, we are eight days away from pitchers and catchers, except some might already be there. The Phillies make a minor move. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli with you. Uh, is winter over? I know that's the ultimate uh, death wish, but it's been like really nice the okay, last two days. So Sunshine? Like what's going on here? So I heard from somebody and I haven't actually looked this was up that to know rat and that we allegedly right? might. No, I think Pugsatani Phil was correct, but I heard that we might get snow next week. Oh, really? That's why I brought out my like, I'm like, let me get all my sweaters in in Shawl. case we're not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I literally put this on today thinking winter is probably almost over and I have to finish wearing as many sweaters as possible. But there are some rumors, Jamie. There are some rumors that we might be getting some snow next week. So I don't know. But it might not. I'm sure it wouldn't be heavy snow. It's been warm. And like I'm yesterday, s- I was running around I'm outside. I'm such a certified winter hater that Tyler, Vince, and I yesterday <laughs> ranked the months. Ew. The three of us went through. What's wrong with you guys? How much, how much, how much time you got? What's wrong with us? Well, I'm looking Wait. forward to spring. <laughs> Have you, you ever you seen a four-hour TED Talk? Because that's what's wrong what with your, us. What's the top five Cons- months of the, the year? The consensus overall number one month between the three of us by, by leaps and bounds one. was September. My birth month? That's why we chose it, because it was your birthday <laughs> month. Um, Wait, really? September, September was the best. Uh, well, you know, football starting, the weather's perfect, like vacation spots empty. So you can like, like Jersey, the Jersey shore in September is awesome. Um, the ocean's still warm. Kids are back in school. Football starting basketball and hockey are entering camp. You know, there's a lot. Baseball's going into the playoffs. It's, it's a pretty good month. It is. I mean, listen, I, I, I love that answer. And I, I feel weird saying like, I thought you were going to say August. But I no, think August came in year. low because it's oh. too hot. Oh, that's uh, yeah, I, I was the only one who gave August a, a decent grade. I think August is such a great time. It can be. It's too hot lately in our new climate. You know what? Okay, that's too true. sweaty. I June would, and July are nice. I was gonna say June. June May actually, is like as ooh. of late. June might be moving up because it's that perfect time. You got the excitement of summer's about to start. I understand on the sports side, it doesn't fit great with with the sports calendar. 
Um, sports calendar was a minor part of this. We were have, more just talking yeah, like weather. Like if we're just going to put sports aside. But let's football coming back. I know. But weather-wise, June is great because you're like, it's, June the was high of, up there. it's the excitement of the summer. It's good weather. So it's not too hot. July, July Tyler, definitely is hot. The consensus top five was September, June, wow. July. I think it was September, June. I, I think September May. Weather. May and maybe. And then I think December, December because we, because we of the put holidays. the holidays Naturally. in there. Oh yeah, that might have been roughly the top five. You know, December's in my top five. Yeah, August was low because of the heat. Okay, uh, February just absolutely sucks because like you get through January, you have the new year to kind of like yeah, disguise like, it. And there's still holidays, and then you get to February, and you're like, ugh, still got another month till March, and then March is all just like rain. March and, and like, April can be very rainy and dreary. April I love. March I think gets a little overrated, but you get March Madness, you get baseball right. back. I, see, get, I would take like, March over April to for that reason. To, yeah. Because yeah, April I feel like is pretty. I feel like April. What happens in April? We have Easter, I, and I, Easter lately has been like yeah. late April, early. But you can like, open the windows in the house and oh. like sunshine and i can yeah. golf like every day again and the days get I know longer in, i know in the chat i'm seeing mm. may and October's october great. top two provolone john jeff is saying august isn't too hot find a pool <laughs> dave is saying october july is hot i will say i think july is one that because it's a summer people give it love because you know school's out and you're just on vacation but it's so hot in july it's like august you don't even want to be outside me. sometimes because unless you're in the pool Sometimes it's like too hot to be outside, but I hear you that August is because of climate change. Yeah, we did a, a family ah, vacation. I this ended up being a conversation now. Yeah, All we, right, so maybe not yeah, what's wrong yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did a family judge. vacation in the Outer Banks a couple years ago in August during a heat wave, and it was oh. like it was like so hot you couldn't even go to the beach. It was like borderline miserable. Um, okay. So that's what we did yesterday. Okay. Just guys being you know, dudes sitting around ranking the months. You it know? does make you think. September, December, May. I, June, mm -hmm. those are definitely my four of my top. March five. is a is a uh, then I think is a from tease. There, yeah, yeah. April, April's one thing. Because yesterday I found myself really wanting to open the windows in the house. Oh, like, I was I just outside so much the yesterday. Breeze. I yeah. was like, I, I just want to breeze in the house. And I do like the time where it's nice outside. It's not too hot, not too cold. You can wear like a light jacket. Mm -hmm. You can maybe start to bring out. Um, well, you always have yours out, but you can start to bring out those like Flip springy, oh, baby, <laughs> like, they're out. springy shoes and they're maybe out. your toes are out a little bit. I like walking around barefoot in the grass, not in the city. In like the grass I, was, I would hope you wouldn't want to <laughs> no. walk around the city Although sidewalks. I've done there. it several times, oh, but I did. you know, we've all done that. But yeah, like when you can walk outside and I, it just makes me want to like curl up with a book under a tree. Yeah. So that's okay. what we did yesterday. There you go, guys. And, and there's uh, our, that's. You know? That's more exciting. Yeah. That conversation is more exciting than talking about the Philly signings. Yes, uh, Kim says last July wasn't hot. It was rainy and chilly. It was it a weird was. July. And, I'm trying to think of July. And Where I think this I list July? is ever evolving because, frankly, we have a new climate here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like winters aren't really the winters. Because even November lately has not been It's been cold. nice. It's I been golfed nice. on New Year's Day. Yeah. It doesn't get year. cold until like February, March. Yeah. It's, it's really just like be, two months. And right. even then, January was Fairly tame, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't say. that bad. I mean, we so, had some stretches that were cold, but it wasn't that bad for what I it have should to, be. I have to say, very much looking forward to eight days from now when we get that regular dosage. Because yesterday, I got to give the Phillies a shout out, and not oh. just the Phillies, but particular players a shout out, because I thought this was so cool. Uh, according to Callison Ghost, uh, Phillies Lifer on Twitter, I guess maybe an insider, a media member, somebody, but they posted a picture of 
the complex yesterday. <laughs> and on the mound is Aaron Nola with mm. Caleb Cotham, Rob Thompson, and Orion Kirkering among spe- spectators doing work at the co- Carpenter Complex. And just seeing the palm trees behind them wow. when they're on the mound. I love that they're there, you know, eight to ten days ahead of requirement. Yes. Just getting in some work. Uh, but it's just nice to see sunshine, palm trees, and Aaron Nola on the mound. Mm, yeah. I'm there right now. Yeah, it's exciting. Eight days, seven days, some already zero days, you know, depending on when traveling is happening. Uh, but we're getting closer, guys. We're getting close to that warmer time. I know, Ray, you're saying, what's up, Ray? And shout out to everybody that's here right now joining us for the weather conversation. Yeah, You a fraud, Ray. Ray, You're talking about putting a Philly shirt on your one-year-old this morning to hopefully get something going. We like it. Hey, we got to get all the Mojo Jojo because right now, and I know you don't know what show that's from, so I'm not even going to ask. Mojo Jojo? (laughs) Because right now, the most exciting thing that we've had- Oh, no. you're actually at the right ballpark. Okay. That the was most exciting we've guess. had is like Never saw that Castillo. Show. Like we haven't had anything exciting. Kim, Matt, I know there's some other sister. people. Oh, I loved that show, but I that's not it. what it's from. I had a, I had a crush so on what's up, guys? The Alex. One. The one I, I thought was hotter than new... the other. No, that's true though. Tia. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I just know they weren't like identical to they're me. They're not identical. And I always thought one was prettier yeah. than the other. Yeah, I, yeah. The curly haired one, Tamara, I didn't. They're both pretty, but like. What up, Tia? You a big fan of the show? Christy for the win. Uh, <laughs> the Power Puff Girls. Yeah. Power Puff. Nah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I, I low key know a lot of theme songs for shows, is what I'm finding this out. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I can't think of movies. But, anyways, that's beside the point. Mojo I wanted to just give those shout outs to the Mojo Jojo. He's yeah. a bad guy, the Power Puff Girls. Sure. Well, some Phillies are already there ahead of the eight days uh, requirement. <laughs> From now, really good to see Orion Kirkering working with Aaron Nola and Caleb Cotham oh, and Topper. I love it. Love seeing that. that. But the Phillies did make a move yesterday. Breaking news. Phillies made a move, guys. It it's happened. Probably, we talked about it on the show. We manifested I it, I think clearly. it's the final spot on their 40 men unless they make another bigger move that would, you know, DFA somebody this like Nick fine, right, Jamie? Everything's fine. This is the 40th man, Diego yeah. Castillo. Yeah, Phillies made a waiver claim. They grabbed Diego Castillo off of the waivers from the New York Yankees. Get excited, everyone. The Phillies are obviously winning the World Series now that we have Diego <laughs> Castillo uh, allegedly taking Jeez. up the last spot on the 40-man roster. Uh, he appeared in just one game at the Major League Woo! level last year for the Ball Arizona talk. Diamondbacks. But in AAA Reno, he had a pretty good slash line. Uh, a 313 average, really no power, three home runs. Did acquire 72 RBIs, uh, 97 walks for AAA Reno. So get excited, everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Tyler, I, think I don't what see I the took, excitement, man. What I took away from this is. We've got to be a lot more specific because we have talked about on the show, just like everybody else. I know in the chat you were saying, um, you know, trying to get the the Jojo, the Juju going, trying to get the Phillies to do something. We've all been saying, like, we want to see the Phillies do something. We want to see them do something. Let's be a little bit more specific. okay? even when we said we want to see them a cheap deal around the edges, we didn't mean like this. But okay, a, a move happened. They they found somebody to add. The roster's not exactly the same. They're not running it back exactly. You've got Diego Castillo. You've got Colby Allard. It's a whole new team, guys. Get excited. 26-year-old Castillo joined the Yankees uh, as an amateur free agent in 2014 for his minor league career. He, in that time, posted a 276, 346, 376, three slash line with 421 runs scored. Woohoo! And then... 
has had 86 of his 87 professional games. They were all in, I'm sorry, 96 of his 97. Sorry, left out 10. In 2022 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And during Ooh. that stretch, when uh, 206, 251, 3D2, he was 206? 50- He's going to fit right in. <laughs> he went 54 for 262 with 13 doubles, 11 homers, 29 RBIs. 14 walks and 28 runs scored. Guys, get excited for our Venezuelan native 26-year-old Diego Castillo. He's going to change things for us. I would say he smokes the name test for a ball player. Hit it. Now batting for the Phillies, James Castillo. James? (laughs) Diego's James in Spanish. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically James. James Castillo. Wait, what? That's what I call him. His friends call him James. Wait. Not me Googling this because I don't Wait, believe he's it. right. No, yeah. it's not. No yeah, Diego is James. Well, your Spanish right. name was clearly Diego. That's why you know yes, that. Yes, that's why I know Oh, that. my God. Now batting for the Phillies. Wait. Number, <laughs> it doesn't matter, James Castillo. Wait. So was your Spanish name Diego? Yeah. Diego Edward Lynch? Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be Diego Eduardo Lynch, right? I immediately am thinking of like Diego, like Dorothy. Yeah, it's my man friend. James, James Castillo. You're basically Diego. Go Diego, go. Yeah, he's he's going to uh, he's going to be the tide uh, that turns things here in the championship <laughs> mode. Um, you know what the sad part is when they announced he was being claimed and put on the forty. Oh, do you know what my man. first thought was? All right, so when they make a, an actual move, <laughs> yeah. who's getting well, me DFA'd? Too. All right, so Who you gets have the thing? You he, have Rodolfo Castro. At 40. You have Edmundo Sosa. Now you have James Castillo. Aren't, James. Oh, he's James now. Aren't they all kind of the same? No. And, well, you I mean, can, the same positionally, sure, yes. but Edmundo Sosa is significantly better than both of those well, guys. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just keep Sosa. Why Like why have the other two? Well, it's depth. Um, Castro, they kept on the roster last year, rotting on the bench because he hit, did have one more year option left. So that's the reason they kept him. But then they make this move, and Tyler, to your point, I went like, why? So it's not necessarily a why for me as much as it is like, genuinely, like if they were to bring somebody else in, whether it be a bullpen arm or a legitimate bench piece, my first thought immediately went to, okay, so who do they take off the 40? Yeah, me too. And so like I was looking at it last night. I genuinely don't know the answer because – like there's a couple of guys that you would think might jump off the page as that guy, but they're on the 44 reason like mm-hmm. McKinley Moore, for example, he's on the 44 reason you add Michael Mercado in the rule five this year. Um, or no, they had Michael Mercado in a trade yeah, a this trade. year in a trade, trade. this year. With You've Tampa. got guys with stuff that haven't put it together. Like Junior Marte, man, Okay. Like, I, I genuinely Marte's don't. numbers, uh, I think it was John Stolness. Oh, wait, I, I'm not sure if it's in the show sheet or not, but yeah. the, oh, it is John Stolness. Let me just, uh, while you're on the, oh, no, this is Soto, but not Marte. I, like, Excuse I, me. Not, yeah. not that any of these guys are life-changing, team-altering players, but my, my, yeah. my question is, if the Phillies make a move, who is the one to go? Right. The guys without options at this point, like right. you don't you don't keep Castro around to protect him because he's got that year of optionality or yeah. options left to then just get rid of him. So like you already kind of said Castro is going to be here. So why I don't know. You know, uh, was it Rob in the chat says you know in AAA he had a higher percentage of walks than K's. That's a really good sign. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he hit two oh six. Like if you're that guy, you got to be a 
to be on the roster on the 40 man bench piece, you know, utility infield, you got to be a 265, 270, 280 hitter to kind of justify yourself. Like, I don't know. That move's just, not, well, it's a big fart in the wind for me. A fart in the wind. Ew. I will say, I want to do, I did Better some fact than a fart checking. that's just sitting around, right, Renee? No. I mean, think about it. I mean, it. I don't know, because the wind, I don't know. The wind takes it I don't away. I think about farts in the wind. But then maybe you're standing a block downwind and you can And you it. just get hit. Yeah. Actually, drive by, I was walking. Out. Oh, I bet it was a fart I smelled. I was walking <laughs> in the building today and I barely got a smell of like mm. this fishy, seafoody smell. It might have been a gross fart. Ooh. <gasps> It was a fart in the wind. Well, you know, uh, just to confirm, because there are some questions, Diego does translate to James. Diego is correct yes. to my left. Hi, and it also Jamie. translates to Jacob, Jake, and Jim. So maybe this is why you always call mm -hmm. Jake Nick, because you don't want to give him the Nick same name Jake? as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are basically the same name. Yeah. It just throws you off. It's, I don't know if that rationale makes sense, but that might be why. I can't wait to hear he Dan it. Baker say, now betting for the Phillies, James Castillo. Mm. He's not going to do that he's because he's that probably not going to get an at-bat because he stinks and that move was kind of uh, I just I don't know why. Why It's like you're just you just claimed a foreclosure. Like this guy, you just signed him off of waivers. He's just out there. And what makes what makes you decide to pick up a 26 year old Castillo? They clearly see something depth piece. I don't know. It's very oh, boring right. and unexciting. And, and by the way, I, I know MBD is joking in, in, in the chat here, but my my point wasn't that they're not going to make a move because the roster's fine. My 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 question was, I don't know who the Phillies choose. Obviously, if they if they who does sign, he replace? If they no 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 not not Castillo specifically. I'm yeah. saying if they sign a reliever or a bench bat or a starting pitcher. Uh, unless they make a trade, like I'm, I'm genuinely curious. This is not me saying they're awesome and they shouldn't move these guys off the forty. I am genuinely curious who the Phillies would decide to take off the forty. That's all I was getting yeah. at. There was going to be Castro. It's, it's a genuine question. It's not like yeah. it's not like wow, this team's amazing. They have no holes. They're the best team in baseball. They're going to win the World Series. But like their definition of adding around the edges right now is like bottom forty. Like Castillo's not going to contribute. No. Like, he's not going to be a contributor to the big league club. And if he is, things have gone drastically wrong. I thought wrong. we were extremely specific. That we wanted somebody Where's that would at least come now? in and compete to, to be able to play. Like, not someone that's going to just take up the 40th spot on the roster and just be a name on the paper. Like, the point is someone that could potentially help raise even the middle. But I, I we didn't mean the bottom of the bottom. So I don't know why this happened. I don't know, you know, who right sat the, and said like this right is in the, the chat's move. just happy that he's able to grow a beard if he wants to. Because he's not because <laughs> he's not with the Yankees anymore. It's a really good point. I'm already, That's why they brought in Diego. Uh, they I'm were happy saving for my him fellow James so he can now so he can grow, grow a some beard. Hair, yeah, there it get is. Get some swag out. It just uh, doesn't. Yeah. So Tyler, you were talking Alex about Alex is saying uh, we should have just signed Hoskins, split time at first, split time mm, at DH with mm, you know, I, I, there. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like the Reese I, thing. There's got to the, be other options. There's the Reese thing makes very little sense to me. I'm very excited to not see a left field played by Kyle Schwarber ever again. I don't want to rush back to that. And uh, I'm excited to have Brandon Marsh and Johan Rojas defensively, at least. The uh, bottom of the that. 40 needs to be better. Uh, and so this you is mentioned junior, junior, junior Marte. Junior Marte. Uh, and there you this, go, Diego. This, uh, this was courtesy of John Stolness, who we've had on the show before. Uh, about Gregory Soto. I mixed up the two. Uh, this is kind of encouraging uh, about Gregory Soto possibly having a bounce back because, you know, these lack of bullpen moves, 
Like, I just keep going, man, you're really going to re- rely on Orion for like 70 innings? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Gregory Soto is another one of these guys based on the numbers last year that was kind of, quote unquote, a little unlucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Connor Brogdon and all these other guys like are, are kind of on the on the cutting board a little bit this year. They're going to make the team, but like you kind of need these guys. So hopefully Gregory Soto can turn it around. John Stolnes says, I was digging through some numbers from last year. And I'm really having a hard time understanding how Gregory Soto's 4.62 ERA was that high. He increased his K rate, had a career low walk rate, didn't give up many more hits or home runs, had a lower whip than ever. The numbers all point to a bounce back year for Gregory Soto. Um, You know, I hadn't really thought of that or dove into Gregory Soto's numbers like that. Uh, But that's a good good job by John. And hopefully he does. Uh, exceed expectations this year because they need the the fact of the matter is they need one or two guys to kind of become what Jeff Hoffman was last year. Somebody that way exceeds expectations and hopefully Soto can be one of them. I just um, love the whole idea that everyone's going to be better and hopefully Soto will also be better. Um, But I'd like to also just get better players, but yeah, I mean that that's a nice blurb. It, John just kind of gave us some some optimism there. Hope. And that's all we have right now to go on for the Phillies is optimism, hope that everyone's going to be better. You know, everything's going to be fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Uh, if you want hope and optimism, I would get one of the best teams uh, on your side. And that's the team at Mortgage CS. You know, I'm always looking at real estate. I have a sister that's uh, going to be checking out the market in, you know, a couple months, maybe a year from now. So I'm always looking at stuff and sending it to her. It's always good to stay educated. It's good to empower yourself. It's good to have a a friend. It feels like a friend that has your back throughout the process of home hunting. Maybe you're getting your place ready for sale. Maybe you're looking ready to buy. Whatever it may be, get the guys at Mortgage CS with you because honestly you'll meet ben and alec and instantaneously you'll feel like you got somebody that's going to work around the clock for you but more importantly uh empower and educate you about the mortgage process uh they're a local company uh so they they have choice over who they can work with and the lenders they work with uh they're available 24 7. literally ben is a maniac he's giving out his cell phone number it's right there 267 391-7425. It's on the screen. Text or call him at any time. Even if uh, a year from now you're thinking about doing it, he can help you clean up maybe your credit report or some things that are going to get flagged during the mortgage process, and you can get ahead of it so they can work with you to get you the best rates out there. They're an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philadelphia. And Mortgage CS offers refinancing options if you're already locked in to say, a terrible uh, mortgage rate that you hate, well, stay in touch with Ben and Alec because they can help you uh, refinance with rate and term refinances, uh, rate and payment reduction, or cash out refinances to tap into home equity, making it a smart choice for those with high interest debt or funding home projects, education. Uh, The spring purchase market is almost here and things are going to be heating up. Everybody knows thing gets a little bit nuts in the spring. Uh, Many clients... Sometimes first-time home buyers, maybe not, are reaching out as they want to be ready when the rates drop. So start the process now with Alec and Ben. They're all over the coast, uh, California, Colorado, D.C., Delaware, Florida, Maine, Maryland, New Jersey, PA, Virginia. They're all over. So hop in. They can help empower and educate you. 
Uh, they're there 24-7. So literally text Ben right now and be like, dude, I can't believe the Phillies haven't done anything yet. 267-391-7425. When you hear the word mortgage, think Mortgage CS and think of Alec and Ben. Save Ben's phone number right there on the screen for you to your phone. Email Ben at Ben at MortgageCS.com. You can talk, call, text Ben any time of the day or night and just talk Philly sports. Maybe you need a friend. Uh, check out MortgageCS.com slash PHLY to get started. The advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID 1464766. Visit MortgageCS.com for more information. You've got a friend in me. All right. Well, while we're talking about uh, savings and taking care of your finances, you can do so also at Rocket Money. Rocket Money does a tremendous job. And actually, I got to thank Rocket Money myself because they just saved me a ton of money. I didn't realize I was paying for a subscription. $36 per month Ooh. that I was paying. Uh, fortunately, it was only about six months that I had been paying it, but Rocket Money helped me find it and be able to remove it and also be able to get some of that money back. And Rocket Money can help you too. So the great thing about Rocket Money is they are a personal finance app right on your phone where you can access all of your transactions from all of your bank accounts, anything that's coming in and out of your finances. And so they allow you to be able to cancel any unwanted subscriptions, manage and monitor your spending, and also just to help lower your bills. Rocket Money will make things easier for you by actually negotiating to reach out to those subscriptions or anybody that you are interested in to do the work for you to make sure you can help lower those bills, lower how much you're spending. So over at Rocket Money, take advantage of the opportunity to be able to save. Who doesn't like saving? Because things are expensive these days. And Rocket Money has helped over 5 million users save an average of $720 a year and over $500 million in canceled subscription. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rockamoney.com slash P-H-O-Y. That's rockamoney.com slash P-H-O-Y. Again, rockamoney.com slash P-H-O-Y to monitor your spending, manage your finances, save, 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 keep more money in your pockets, all at your fingertips with a tap on your phone at Rocket Money. Yes, uh, and I think we're going to be speaking with our guest here momentarily. Uh, before we do that, we will speak to our guests. We will do Down on the Farm. We will do Guess That Swing. We'll talk about Bobby Witt Jr. and the ongoings around baseball yesterday and Junis signs with the Brewers. So maybe Reese Hoskins. Uh, real quick, just wanted to mention it because uh, <laughs> in our Discord channel here at PHLY, and if you want to gain access to the Discord, you can become a diehard member uh, here at allphly.com. The Discord's a lot of fun, very active. Uh, so active, we had to start a television, movie, and music channels yesterday because the Flyers channel was getting inundated. Uh, with music and concert talks. Uh, anyway, the Phillies channel is a lot of fun in there. And uh, there's been a lot of Keith Law hate uh, in the Phillies Discord saying he doesn't even watch these guys. He just goes by word of mouth. Uh, take Keith Law with a grain of salt. That may be, but I, I, I read Keith Law every single time he publishes something, and I enjoy his work. So he released his top 100 prospects yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the top Philly, no surprise, Comes in at number 34 on the list, Andrew Painter, 34th, a uh, little bit lower than what we've seen from some other ones around so far, Renee. 34th, eh, puts in a little perspective, you know. Yeah, 
I mean, what we think is like the best and number one, it's still 34th around baseball. Well, I think relatively, the most, I one mean, of the most important things that you hit on is every single list for prospects has them somewhere completely different. Yeah. There are few that are very in exact consistent. Science. There are few that, right, there are few that are consistent in where they are in in prospects or in, in any sort of rankings, which in itself shows you how wide range their their ceiling is. I mean, some might have them. I mean, we talked about with the Phillies prospects, and some might be ranked top fifty, top one hundred, and some wow. might not be at all. So to have such a wide range of where they are is why, personally, I'm not, and I know you're not either. Um, I don't, I don't find myself like heavily. Oh, we got to protect. Yeah, the I just like to read costs. and see what people. For sure, Cause, cause but I, Keith but I think to... that's one of the most entertaining things I get from these lists. Is okay, where do you think these guys yeah. fall? Because from one person to the next, you talk to three different prospect lists or look at three different prospect lists, you're gonna get except for 3, the top two. different things. Yeah, yeah, that's the it. top two are pretty the much locked in between Jackson Holiday and and Churio. Uh, before we get to our guest, Justin Crawford comes in at number forty three. Uh, Acuna's younger brother comes in at 45, Tyler. So we spoke with last week for the Mets. uh, And only three make the top 100. Aiden Miller, who we're actually going to discuss today, comes in at number, sorry, 89 on Keith Law's top 100 prospects. Uh, So other lists have had four. Mick Abel does not make the top 100 prospects. Does it mean anything? No. But the first two months of Mick Abel's season here are going to be uh, very telling, I think, for him. Uh, so let's get to our guest here, Renee. Yes, let's do that, Jamie. Excited to welcome in today from Fox Sports, an MLB reporter, Disha Thosar. Disha, a Penn State alum. Lately, we've had a lot of Penn State alums. Our own producer, Tyler Zuli, is one. We've had some guests on that are Penn State alums as well. Welcome in. Now, I want to jump right in, Disha, with asking you about the state of New York right now. The Yankees and the Mets, between the two, after having, as you're following both, um, you know, what have been your thoughts on the moves that they've made and how both teams are trying to turn a corner this upcoming 2024 season? Of course. Well, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, Definitely. I think with the Yankees, especially, they came out firing. To me, they really kickstarted the offseason. It feels like we've had this offseason for five years already, but really it just keeps dragging because there's so many players still left on the table. So it always makes me wonder if someone like Juan Soto was still available at this time, how much different that offseason picture would be. But of course, that's not possible because the Yankees went and got him right away and, and he didn't spend too long on the market. And it does completely revamp their lineup. I, I am really looking forward to how he adjusts to New York. This has been a big talking point for the Yankees and Brian Cashman as they try to get players is just sort of how will these star players adjust. Everyone thinks they're ready. Of course, a guy like Juan Soto, you sort of don't have any qualms about whether he can handle it. But I do think there's an added layer there that is unpredictable ultimately. So I'm looking forward to if he does hit his home runs to that short porch, if he struggles a little, just adjusting to that team. And of course, at the end of this season, whether the Yankees end up signing him long-term and keeping him in New York because Soto does become a free agent after this season. Uh, Disha, let's get to the real question here. Uh, Your thoughts on James Franklin. Uh, I mean, I liked him when I was at Penn State, but uh, I I see that the tide has turned. But yeah, definitely uh, the most important Penn State question. (laughs) It's not expecting. (laughs) 
I know every Penn Stater's got you got got a stance on James Franklin. You know, great recruiter, just can't seem to put it together on Saturdays. Oh, the Lord. Uh, but in terms of the Phillies, Disha, you're up there in New York. Uh, you know the Mets pretty well. What do you get the sense is their direction here? You know, they come in when Steve Cohen takes over and start writing big checks. Uh, they they get rid of Verlander and Scherzer, and it looks like they're kind of resetting. Uh, obviously, they get a healthy Diaz this year. Uh, is next year another year where they're financially going to push all in? Are they going to assess their young players and, and hope it's enough to add to the core they have? Is Pete Alonso on the block? Yeah, like, what is their general vibe? Sorry. Yeah, I think definitely that that's been the question for everyone in Queens and sort of what are the Mets doing this season? And uh, I think it hinges a lot, of course, on David Stearns and how they just plucked him from the Brewers. Uh, just even now, he's a guy that operates fully on, he needs to know everything. He needs to have no stone unturned. And that's he. It, it's impossible to do in just a first few months with a new franchise. So for him and for the organization and Steve Cohen too, in many ways, this is only his fourth year even owning the team. Uh, they need to find out more of what they're capable of as an organization. And that goes from players to staff to coaches, uh, front office, everybody. So David Stearns is right now at this point where he's just analyzing the the talent that he has. And I think uh, from there, the Mets will go forward. Uh, what they're hoping for is to be competitive with the roster they currently have, which is not a long shot. Like you mentioned, Edwin Diaz is coming back. That should really bolster their bullpen. Adam Adovino resigned, uh, and they have the core in the lineup still going strong. If everything works out for Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, uh, they have Francisco Alvarez, who could have a big year this year as he gets more settled into the big leagues. So they're hoping they'll be competitive and sort of reevaluate at the trade deadline to see if they will be buyers or sellers. I think even just the fact that that's a possibility for them to be buyers at the trade deadline um, after the last couple of years that they've had of Scherzer and Verlander and then leaving and trading for Acuna's younger brother. Uh, I think it's a good spot for that organization to be just among all that turnover and that they still have a chance just to get into the playoffs. And we've seen in recent years what happens, of course, two teams like the Phillies when they get into the playoffs, even as a wildcard team and how successful that type of run can be. Uh, so it is a little bit of a mystery, I think, just up until the trade deadline. We'll we'll sort of see how this team plays together uh, for these first few months of the year. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the Mets just bring in Chintaro Fujinami, who inked that one year, three and a half million deal. The Phillies, the Orioles, two teams that were allegedly finalists before he ultimately decided to try to restore New York, as he said. So right now, that's where the Mets are, in your opinion, in this restoration period. Is there optimism around that, that this this plan of kind of, I won't say a rebuild, but a pivot is going to actually uh, short-term work because I know there's also been talk of waiting until next year, waiting until the 2024 free agent class of bringing in maybe a, a Zach Wheeler, one of the big names that are possibly hitting free agency in 2024. Um, short-term, long-term, do you think the Mets have that optimism that they can get it done, whether it's the trade deadline or even waiting until after the season? Yeah, I think ideally their their roster and their talent and their farm system lines up for them to be extremely powerful next season. Uh, that is just on paper results. But having said that, I think this year they they still have 
a chance. And a lot of this goes back to messaging. To go back to your point of our fans optimistic, uh, the Mets have handled it very well. And, and that comes from David Stearns of having experience in how to put that messaging out there. Steve Cohen is also very careful uh, since he took over of, of sort of what news he puts out and what leaks. Uh, guess who doesn't run things that way? A, a team like the Red Sox, who are kind of in the same boat right now as the Mets in that what are they doing? Fans are extremely angry at, at their team in, in Boston right now. And, and that sort of goes hand in hand with the messaging aspect. I think that's the problem in, in Boston. If the Red Sox had put out some sort of messaging that is similar to the Mets and that, listen, we're going to be competitive. It might be a reset year. It might not. Let's just wait and see. Uh, the, the Red Sox are sort of stuck in that path of, of course, we're going all in. Might, meanwhile, they might finish last again for the fourth time in five years. So in, in that way, I think the optimism from the fans comes directly from the top. And that starts with Steve Cohen. And he's had a handle on that ever since buying the club. Yeah, this uh, this question is an interesting one because the Orioles obviously now we we see have new ownership and new money coming in. Uh, they make the Corbin Burns splash almost immediately as a nice middle finger to the Angelos family. And then yesterday in baseball, the Kansas City Royals spend two hundred and seventy eight million dollars on Bobby Witt Jr. Um, that could be a bargain, you know, come three, four years from now if he if he stays on the trajectory he's on. Do you think there's maybe a turning of the corner for some of these smaller market clubs in terms of making bigger moves and, and trying to be players now? Or do you think this is just, you know, the Orioles getting new money in and, and the Royals knowing they had to keep this kid? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think definitely in the case of the Orioles, I can see this playing out exactly like the Steve Cohen situation in New York in that they'll, they're going to have a, a long, a long-term fan buying the team and that with a lot of money and just set to put those resources, not only in the team, but around Camden yards and sort of bring up that entire development. And that's exactly what Steve Cohen is also trying to do. I think the fans could put a lot of faith in that, but then just talking about the Bobby Witt and Royal situation, that I think is really encouraging for small market teams just to give the fan base something to rely on. Now, this is a guy that they can count is not going to move. That's sort of how baseball used to be, at least for me growing up. It was these homegrown stars, sort of lifers that are going to stay with the team that they came up through. And I like that deals like this, long-term deals, kind of are pointing back in that direction. I think it just gives, especially small market teams that are always looking at teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, always in it through the end, the Braves now. Um, and again, the, what Bobby Witt and that deal uh, came to transpire is exactly what, what the Braves are doing with their young stars too, and, and look how well that's turning out for them. So I do think there is sort of a turn of the tide that just reinvigorates the fan base uh, in, as far as saving value for ownership and, and money spent and finances. Uh, I always think they have more money than they're letting on. And, you know, if, it, if it's a deal that makes sense for them, it's not my money. So I think it, it makes sense for fans in the end. So, uh, Disha, you brought up uh, Adam Adovino a couple couple questions ago, and it, it, kind of a weird offseason for him. Um, so, did he just misread the market, or can you kind of walk us through how that ended up happening, where he signs for less than his, his option was for? Yeah, it's funny. I was at the uh, New York Chapter Baseball dinner uh, while he was a free agent for the first two hours of the dinner, and then he was with the Mets for the second half, and, and David Stearns and... I, 
Adam and Avina are sitting at that same long table. So it's like, huh, I wonder how that deal came to pass. And as soon as I heard it, it was, I, I think Adovino needs a new agent. I mean, he's been in this game so long. I really thought he was going to have a better deal than that. Uh, really, I think he was also just as confused as the fan base at the end of last season of where would this team be this year? And as the pieces started to click, they started adding guys. They, of course, added pitchers. They needed to add pitchers. I think he also started to gain more confidence in the direction. And he's getting older, too. He's nearing retirement. So he's not just going to kind of lays around on a team that is just not going to put all their chips in the basket. So in that way, I think he just got encouraged as the season went on. He does like New York. He's always liked it here. And, and it just kind of all fit into piece at that baseball dinner, which was funny to see. That is actually really funny. Uh, but listen, Disha, I, I always love to give an opportunity for us to have the discussion around projections because we know it's only February, but it's never too early to start giving those projections. The Yankees just picked up in a, in a trade with the Dodgers, Caleb Ferguson. Um, as you talked about, Juan Soto, one of the biggest names that we often forget that that even happened this offseason uh, that the Yankees picked up. So the Yankees specifically... Where do they fall in your projections for the for the season overall? Do you see them as a, as a team that can go the distance? I feel as though many are so stuck on talking about the Dodgers, rightfully so. Um, will the Rangers be able to run it back? Will the Braves, will this be their season? The, a team like the Phillies, of course. But the Yankees, I don't know that I hear enough of in those conversations with Aaron Judge and Juan Soto and obviously having already a, a very talented team. Where do you project them to land in this season Uh in terms of top top five, top grouping for, for the year? Yeah, I think you made a really good point about the Dodgers being the talk of the town. I think that's really dangerous. And having covered Mets teams that had Scherzer and Verlander and, and that hype starting from the offseason, I think it's a a really uh, high tightrope to walk. So just with the Yankees, I think that has been their benefit this offseason, almost like the sleeping giant. And uh, everyone forgot that they signed Soto to start the offseason. And more than what they've done this offseason and fill all their holes, they got Marcus Stroman, they definitely need another pitcher. I think what happened last season is very much festering in that Yankees organization. They are not happy with the results that they showed last year, and they're ready to make everyone forget and make that season an outlier. So I think they're going to come in hungry for that sake alone. And then, of course, having a star player like Juan Soto batting by Aaron Judge is going to be something we have not seen in this sport. I think it's going to be exciting. And, and they we haven't also seen this Yankees team operate as an underdog. Um, it's weird to even name them as that with the payroll that they have. It's like $300 million approaching that payroll. But they are, in that way, the underdogs of this offseason. So I think they're going to win the division at least they're my pick to kind of win the AL East over someone like the Orioles who will probably be right behind them I think it'll be tight but I think we I'm expecting the Yankees to sort of return to that evil empire that the rest of the league can hate on this year that. I think that's good for baseball I think having the Dodgers and, and uh, Yankees as hateable teams is is good for the sport and it's good to see both of them being very hateable this year. <laughs> All right, Disha, last one for you and we'll let you get on with your day. Uh, there's still some big name free agents out there. Um, mostly I'm going to ask for your predictions, Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, and Matt Chapman. If you're feeling, uh, feeling like answering that one too, what's your prediction on where these three end as we're already approaching mid February. 
yeah, it, it is bizarre that the, these guys are probably going to be unsigned as spring training starts. Um, I'll give you a bold prediction, and then some of them might not surprise you. Uh, starting with bold, I think Blake Snell will end up signing with the Yankees. Uh, it has just been rumored a little bit too long, and I also saw Snell and Cole chatting quite a bit and for three hours at this baseball dinner, sitting next to each other. Um, so that would be a kind of surprising at this point, but also doable if they wanted to go really all in. Uh, Cody Bellinger, I still see ending up with the Cubs. I think uh, Boras and his camp are still asking for way too much than the Cubs are willing to give. Uh, but I I see them sort of meeting in the middle. Jordan Montgomery, uh, also kind of boring answer. I think he ends up back with the Rangers. They definitely need pitching help. And it's curious that they've done nothing all offseason to sort of help in that department until guys like Scherzer and DeGrom come back. Um, Matt Chapman, that's an interesting one. I feels like it's the market is sort of waiting until those first three sign. Uh, I've heard rumors of even the Mets wanting Chapman and how he could slide in as their third base solution. I, I don't know that that will happen. I think the Mets seem to be done with their roster. Uh, so maybe the Blue Jays, maybe the Giants, maybe a West Coast team, maybe the Angels. But yeah, that one I'm not so confident about. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Scott Boris. Is he good for the game? Who knows? He really makes uh, the offseason quite boring sometimes, but he's a good agent. Uh, Disha, we appreciate your time today. You can follow her on Twitter at Disha Thosar, D-E-E-S-H-A-T-H-O-S-A-R on Twitter. Uh, she does great work for Fox Sports, MLB reporter, uh, a lot of focus on the NL East. And we appreciate your time today, Disha. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Thank of course. you Thanks so much for having me on guys. I really enjoyed it. And for your sake, hopefully James Franklin, they get moved on from <laughs> in the near future. I knew it was nothing. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Disha was sharing the details of that dinner. It sounds like there was Derek a lot Cole of doing some yeah, recruiting. Yeah, huh? sounded like a great opportunity to get some tea. I always thoroughly enjoy those behind the scenes. I mean, it's a bold take for somebody on the outside, but if you were at that dinner and saw them talking for three hours, yeah, it's, it makes you wonder what's cooking up. Blake saying, "Hey, Garrett, um, tell uh, the Steinbrenner family to write me a fat check and let's go win a World Series title." Right? Um, yeah, she was very good. Uh, these Penn State people, Tyler, I, I guess some of them know it's, what they're talking about. It's crazy. About. It's almost oh, like we boy. do a great job. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I shouldn't. listen. Maybe I shouldn't say we. Justin was great. We Deesha's are great. Right? I promise you, Mandy's going to be great tomorrow. Yeah. Me, not yeah. so much. Well, we got you guys got the short, like the worst of all. Actually, no, just kidding. We yeah. got the best of the Penn State alum, Tyler. What are you talking about? Yeah, very, very good interview, and we'll uh, we'll have to get her on again sometime. For sure, for sure. Um, so we got a couple things to get to here as the show is winding down. Now we got to go down on the farm, and today is a very, very exciting Woo! one. One of the crown jewels. These top five we're talking about are are just a lot of fun, and uh, today's it doesn't get much bigger than Aiden Miller. We just talked about him. He was number eighty nine on Keith Law's top one hundred prospects. Uh, Baseball America. He was one of the four top one hundred prospects. He's pretty much a, a lock consensus top one hundred prospect in baseball. Uh, his name is Aiden Miller. Name test, I got to be honest, he sounds like more of a Hollywood heartthrob than a ball player, <laughs> but I can't rule him out. Like, there is some wiggle room there for him to you be a ball player. You mean Aiden Bauer Miller? Sounds like a Hollywood like heartthrob. Dan? 
Yeah, with like right? a swoosh, yeah. like the comb over hair. Is like... it Dermot Mulrooney or is it uh, uh, Dylan McDermott? I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. Aiden Miller. So um, the announcer test, he doesn't, it's not giving. Now batting for the Phillies, shortstop Aiden Miller. It's okay. I like the voice crack on Aiden. Aiden Miller. <laughs> um, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like he, he's, I like Bauer He sounds better. like a beefcake. I, think I don't think he's going to go by Bauer. He's no I mean, James Castillo. We I'm know just that. Gonna start that. <laughs> All right, so Aiden Miller, he's number four. AB. He's, he's been as high as I've seen some people rank him second in the mm-hmm. Philly system. He's kind of in that two to four range. Pick your poison. We put him at number four. I would probably, in if we were doing it over again, I'd probably move him ahead of Joss, Justin Crawford, who we'll talk about uh, the rest of this week. However you want to do it, uh, just have fun with it. It's baseball, folks. So Aiden Miller was the 27th pick in last year's draft. Now, he had committed to the University of Arkansas uh, because he's one of the most uh, successful Team USA players kind of ever. He was like one of the top high school kids in his class. He played on the under-13 Team USA, under-15 Team USA, and the under-18 Team USA and was the best hitter on that under-18 team. He led the team batting 458. Uh, he is 19 years old now. Uh, he is six foot two, 210 pounds. So nice to see somebody that's broken the mold of all these five foot ten, six hundred and sixty pound infield types. Took 27th overall. Uh, he split time in the Florida Coast League and uh, Low A. Uh, there is his scout scales on the bottom there. Um, so the Phillies had to pay him to not go to Arkansas, uh, because he was one of the best high school kids coming out in the country. Uh, they gave him $3 million to basically break that commitment to Arkansas. And I think I could be persuaded. Yeah. I mean, you throw $3 million at me as an 18 year old kid who needs college, right? Yeah. I'll go get right in your system. What education? Um, so he was 19 when he was drafted his, this is his coming out of high school, uh, baseball, America, grade was a 55 uh, with an extreme upside his hit tool rating on the scout scale was 55 his power was 60 his running was 50 his fielding was 50 and his arm is 60 so there's a lot to be excited about this kid uh, to have those tools and to be one of the best team usa players Uh, his first stint in low a last year was a game clinching home run uh, that helped clearwater win the title so to me, that just says he's got Bill Rafferty onions, like mm. not afraid of the moment. First, okay. <laughs> fir- first appearance in the in the you know Clearwater League, and you hit yeah. a game clinching home run. Uh, Renee, there's a ton to like about this kid. Uh, projected to be a shortstop at the next level. They say his arm is more than powerful enough to play third if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like he is being counted on. I would think the Phillies. You know, outside of Andrew Painter, I think this kid is their next most coveted asset. Ooh. I think more so than Justin Crawford. Ooh. Even though we have Justin Crawford a little higher, but that's okay. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. I think this kid is just like soaring up there. I feel like the, okay, I feel the the potential, the positivity there. I feel it. So, yeah, listen, born in Dunedin. Which I feel like in general, if you're born in Dunedin, I heard Dunedin's you nice. The Blue Jays play there and bound maybe the Mets. to be a uh, a solid no, baseball player, Mets? especially for the They're Phillies. Fort St. Lucie. St. Lucie. Yeah. Dunedin is the Blue Jays, right? Correct. 
Yeah, but I feel like being born in Dunedin, you're like you're being born into baseball. Into the baseball pipeline. Basically. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what that means. So it was destiny. So, okay, there's a couple things about um Mr. Bauer. Mm-hmm. Which nobody calls him. Aiden. <laughs> Yes, Aiden. It's no Mr. A.B. So coming out of high school, uh, Jonathan Mayo had actually reported some thoughts on him, saying that he was a steal and that he was one that he could have been a top 10 pick. Certainly a top, Yeah, certainly a top half of the first round pick. He can really hit. He can play third base. He had a strong debut after a long time off. Um, and as you mentioned, he broke his hammock. There's a lot of these prospects that have broken bones. Now, a hammock is in I, your hand. It's like oh my right gosh, here, right? Jinx, because you were showing the hand also. Yeah, I, I think it's like right here. Wow. In your... Yeah, exactly. I, I Googled because I wanted to. Yeah. yeah, it's like a weird bone in your hand. So he was out for a significant amount of time uh, rehabbing that. He's very young. In his picture, he looks even younger. He's got a baby face. Looks like a baby face killer. Now, as you mentioned, his numbers and playing just 20 games of pro baseball, very impressive with the slash lines. Um, very impressive that the Phillies took a chance on him and that they really have a lot. There's there's a expectation that he can make the big jump, mm-hmm. that he has a lot of potential, that in several categories, he's going to be able to really rise to the majors and be someone that uh, is, is, a house, is, a, is a big name player in that sense. So I'm impressed. Uh, I think I like so far what I've been reading about him. I like his abilities, um, you know, looking at low A and those 80 plate appearances in the 20 hits uh, four of them for extra bases through 12 walks, the 303, 425, 379 slash line. Uh, he's played with the national team. He's had a lot of experience. He's won a gold medal in the 2022 baseball world cup. And it just seems like he's, even though there's not as much to like read about him in the same sense, uh, every, everything that I did read about him was that, this this Bauer kid, A B, Aiden Bauer Miller is nobody, go- <laughs> nobody calls him that. It's gonna be something. You try so hard, but nobody's gonna call him that. Uh yes. I mean, I'm just getting it out there early. You I know? was trying to think of like I was like, wait, who broke their hammock bone recently? And Christopher O'Donnell. And everybody in the chat, make sure you're hitting that like button while you're in here. So many uh, he says it's the one that, that that stinking rat Blake Snell broke yes. on Bryce Harper's hand a couple years ago. Mike Trout also went through it. And that's the reason he dropped to 27th in the draft. The Phillies mm-hmm. really kind of, you know, I don't want to compare it to Joel Embiid where an injury caused him the oh, drop. Uh, but, you know, an injury caused him the drop because when you hit 458 for the under USA team, um, you know. Don't compare you to Joel. Sh- well, an injury. No, just in that an injury caused him the drop in the draft. Oh, Tyler, are you ready for some baseball porn numbers? <laughs> he did a superb job controlling his zone in his pro debut, producing respective miss and chase rates of 15.4% and 14.4% as a 19-year-old. Now, he also has amateur corner outfield experience, uh, where his bat could easily profile to, scouts say, because of the potential power. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that body at 19, 6'2", 210 pounds, that's a good frame to put on some muscle. Uh, And if you have that good of a control of the strike zone, hopefully the power does come. Uh, he's an average runner, but who cares if you're hitting bombs? Um, but it says he could slow down as he ages. Isn't that true for everybody? Yeah, I don't know how many people that get faster. Yeah, usually you don't get faster um, in I your know, late twenties and thirties. No, uh, definitely mm-hmm. not in your forties. Um, so, Baseball America says what you can project for Miller this year. He should begin the year at, at low A Clearwater with a chance to reach high A Jersey Shore in the second half of the season. Uh, He has the offensive skills to provide a middle-of-the-order type of hitter who mans third base. 
Uh, we went over his scouting grades there. And I saw Jeff in the chat says three more arbitration years available for Bohm. And Aiden Miller slides mm -hmm. right in to take over the third, the hot corner for the Phillies. The hot corner is a power position. Oh, yeah. This kid's got a really good arm, pretty damn good glove. If he's got the power to go with it, I think what Jeff is saying makes a lot of sense. You don't really want to pay market value for Alec Bohm. At least mm -hmm. I don't, unless he shows me a lot more in the next two to three years. So this yeah. could kind of be the perfect segue for Aiden Miller And I to like become. the fact that he's kind of an under the radar in that sense. I mean, more we look more and more people are talking about Aiden Miller, but the Phillies were able to get him because of that injury because he Joel drops. Embiid, yes, right. Uh, still, I know, I know what you're saying, but being yeah. that the, the recent meniscus tear, I don't like it. But I, I hear you. He will not be a Joel Embiid once he gets to the majors. No, no. Now, um, it's not that he injury, has bro. no. He does have a lot of offensive potential. He's got eye popping exit velocities. Those reports have said uh, some of the best hit tools among players, and mo of course, as we talk about being a third baseman, but. Could also be a first baseman. There's been some reports that have indicated he, could, he can play anywhere, essentially. Basically anywhere, guys. Wherever you need him. Third base, first base, doesn't matter. But I, there were teams that were very interested in him until that Hammett injury. So he slides through, and I love a nice underrated player. And I'm, I like Aiden. I like Aiden Let's Bauer. hope he's Joel Embiid and not Sidney Jones. Am I right? Oh. Joel Embiid and stays healthy, yes. Yes, so Aiden Miller. I need, we need to be like more specific, Jamie. Lately, what we've been putting out there in the universe is coming exactly as we say it. We don't want him to be a Joel Embiid. We want him to be a Joel if, Embiid that can stay healthy. If he becomes the best player in the world and is injury prone, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. But what's the point of being the best player if you can't play? If you're the best player in the world, like the number like one Joel player Embiid in the right world. right now has been playing like the best player. If he gives he me 110 games. Probably not going to be back in this season. So. Average. And is the best player in the world. I'll and take is that not, deal. And in back-to-back -back years, misses playoff games. Well, that doesn't happen in baseball. I'm just, I'm, I'm making sure it's, it's not happening. Very rare. I'm not, I'm just making sure, I'm just baby. saying, if he becomes lately, the best player in the world, lately, I'll deal all with of some our injuries. All of our manifestations, I should say, we forgot the clarifying disclaimers, and it's been happening as is. We said, go go make a signing. We don't care. Go get a guy for cheap. And then yeah. go get a guy on waivers. Just don't be Sidney So it's Jones. fine. Yeah, don't be Sidney either. But uh, be so a better Joel. Yes, we will follow <laughs> these top five Healthy closely Joel. this year. We'll give updates uh, for you on the show as we yeah, go yeah. throughout the year. But Aiden Miller is certainly one of the most exciting prospects they have. Um, so that's yes, going to be finally an exciting one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, hopefully maybe he's the bone replacement in a couple of years. We'll see. Uh, still only 19 years old. So yeah, you probably have it probably about three years until he's up here. Uh, so Aiden Miller, a very, very exciting one. All right. Uh, we have a couple little nuggets to hit on and then we'll get to, uh, the wrap up oh. yesterday, Bobby Witt jr. We talked about a little bit with Disha there. Uh, signs a $285.5 million 11. Oh, excuse me. 288.7. It's very, very important. Those $200,000. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, 11 year that. deal with the Kansas city Royals. <laughs> all the money. Tyler, <laughs> yesterday you said in our text chain, this could be a bargain for the Royals in five years from now. As I think money so. just goes up and up and this yeah. kid's already in the 30, 30 club. Yeah. His second year in baseball. Jeez. And, and um, I, I genuinely think this kid could eventually lead the league in hits in a given season, like to the point where I think it could potentially happen as early as this season. Um, his strikeout rates have gone down. His approach has been better at the plate. He's become not just a professional hitter and not just the guy that was always really, really good. He's combined the two together. I think this could be like that ascension to superstardom year for Bobby yeah, Witt if yeah, it already yeah, hasn't absolutely. already happened. 
And, and he's a dirt dog, too. The, the guy's he's a ball player. I think the guy's sensational. But I will say I, this. I remember his dad pitching. Ba- ba- okay. Back in the day. Back to the money for a second. <laughs> like, the, the more, like, even with this being a steal to me, which I think it's going to be, mm-hmm. every single player that signs this year, last year, next year, the following year, my goodness, does Bryce Harper's contract look good? Yeah. I know. And that's the thing. I mean, at 23 years old to sign an 11-year deal with a three-year team option, uh, the largest in in Royals history, they're spending money, but it's still, as you mentioned, it's still a steal in that sense for him to be the, the face of the franchise and the face of the, for the future. And I, he's basically 40%. I mean, no, the market's going to continue to change. And much like with Bryce and other big 10 plus year deals 10 years from now, these numbers are going to be like, wow, you guys really got to steal. He's going to be like 40% of their salary. <laughs> yeah, probably total expenditure because they upped it this off season. I think they spent, I think they're up around like 65 or 70 Wild. million uh, for the team. And then you have one guy. Making well, like and remember next 30, this upcoming year, wits number is extremely low. Still. Yes. It's like, it's like two and some change. It's not. I don't even think it's three million dollars. Yeah. So wow. the Kansas City Royals, welcome to Major League Baseball. Congratulations. That's a pretty exciting, uh, you know, player you locked up there. We'll see if he uh, finishes his career in uh, Kansas City or Jeez. not. Well, Jamie, we teased it out yesterday. I want to make sure we quickly hit on it as we're wrapping up. The Dodgers are not done. Now, of course, we saw the Dodgers Yankees trade where they the Yankees will. Are, and they are acquiring, I should say, left-hander Caleb Ferguson. The Dodgers get lefty Matty, Matt Gage, Christian Zuzueta, excuse me. Um, but apparently, there's more that the Dodgers are looking to do. So I had been reading up on this, and I've been kind of following it. MLB's Juan Toribio was was talking about how the Dodgers were in on a couple things. So Clayton Kershaw, of course, reports are indicating the door is still open for Kershaw. Uh, the com- The communication is still there. Apparently, the, there's been talks there. They reworked James Paxton's contract. So the Dodgers reworked that one-year deal for a lower salary due to an injury concern. The Dodgers are making moves because apparently, according to Toribio, they were into and trying to actively trade for Corbin Burns. They've been involved Jesus. with Dylan Cease, Shane Bieber, Jesus Lazardo. Um, so Nobody messed with the Jesus, man. So not exactly like what what I've read from the piece by Toribio is they have been actively, actively still looking to make a trade for a big name player. And they talked before about wanting to make a bigger splash even after adding Yamamoto and Glass now. And apparently they're still really shopping. We know what the deferred money and how they've been working contracts. Of course, even something like James Paxton's deal going from $11 million down to $4 million. That's more money that they can spend. They have been shopping, 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 and hearing that they were oh. actively trying to go after Corbin Burns. That's troubling. It's like, I feel like we're in a horror movie. What else are the other Dodgers going to do? Because hey, but we got James Castillo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get so excited. So don't worry about it. They were going after Corbin Burns and the Phillies locked in Diego a.k.a. James Castillo. So I don't know. There hasn't been an official name that I heard outside of those. But again, the fact they were going after a trade for Corbin Burns, after already bringing in Yoshinomi Yamamoto and Tyler Glass, and of course, Shoei Otani and Teoscar Hernandez. Well, thank you, Baltimore Orioles, the Dodgers. Yeah, in. now, exactly. That's the what I got from that is thank you. But again, Dylan C., Shane Bieber, Jesus Lazardo, there's other names that they have since been connected to. And the Dodgers are very interested in 
locking in another name, another big splash, as those reports indicate. So hold on tight, guys, because we're not done yet, apparently, with the Dodgers. I wish them the worst, and I hope they succeed in none of it. I think what scares me the most is, as we know, if the Dodgers are willing to spend... The doors open on a lot of names. Like we've tossed out some names, like a even like a, a Devin Williams and Emmanuel Classe. The sky's the limit. You never know what the Dodgers are going to do. I did get the sense today talking in our little Discord <laughs> channel. Um, I I really think I think a trade is possible for the Phillies. Yes, I I hope they just, make a trade. It's just kind of this feeling <laughs> I got today. You know, in the Phillies channel, I was talking with people, and I was like, I really think their focus is just extending Wheeler. And once they get that done, if they get it done, I think then they turn to maybe an Emmanuel Classe or a Devin Williams. We'll see what the Brewers do. Yeah. You know, they just brought in Junis for like $7 million. You're just seeing, and, and Nick Maton, look, I don't have any real interest in Nick Maton. I forgot to mention that. Wolfie's on the streets. There's there's a 100 Wolfies in Major League Baseball. Um but the Phillies did bring back uh, Goslin, the Malvern prep kid, uh, to be a, a minor league instructor. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you see all these teams making these minor moves. Like, why can't the – like, the inactivity to me must mean they got something bigger up the sleeve. So, I, I you know, so. maybe they address it in the trade market. Um, you know, at some point with these prospects, you do get a logjam, you know, because Bryson Stott and Trey Turner up the middle look like they're your lockdown shortstop and second baseman for the next – 10 years. And then, you know, if Aiden Miller, you have to, you know, wait and see, but like, if he shows promise, then his natural spot is probably third. Bryce Harper's here for another eight years. Your infield is locked up is the point. So at some point you're going to have to move these prospects and you know, who knows, maybe they go out there and and surprise you and get a Devin Williams or an Emmanuel Klaus. We'll see. But like, I just feel like the trade it's too quiet to be this close to a Mm -hmm. championship. So I'm, Maybe just drinking the Kool-Aid, but I, I do feel like a trade could be in the air uh, in spring training. All right, let's yeah, get to... Yeah, I know. I, I see... I uh, just wanted to comment on Dave. You're meant, first of all, Dave, you have a new picture, which is cool. But I agree with you, Dave. Buying the best roster doesn't always work out. We're aware of that. Super teams, that's why we know, don't always work out. Um, JK, I see what you're saying, but I actually have been seeing that they're still looking to make a big splash after Yamamoto and Glass now. So I saw that, yes, they were in before Yamamoto, but the reports that Juan has been putting out is that, and there's literally our headlines saying this, that they're still looking to make a bigger splash even after adding Yamamoto and Glass now. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Of course, they were in on Burns, Cease, Bieber, Lazardo. Who knows if they still are? But they're still looking to make a trade, and you hope the Phillies are actively looking to make a trade as well. But... Who knows? Uh, MBD, uh, I think they spent a month chasing Yamamoto because he was 25 years old. He was so unlike everybody else on the market. Uh, He became a short-term and long-term plan. So I think that's why. Yeah, I do feel like there's that selective. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think they were going to chase. The Phillies have the ability to be more selective, I should say. I don't think they're going to be chasing 30-plus-year-olds on the market, but a 25-year-old. Uh, with his stuff, I think it uh, makes a lot of sense. All right, let's get to today's Guess That Swing. Uh, we didn't have one yesterday, we so we're to. both starting the week off uh, fresh here. Hopefully, Tyler, where does it rank on the difficulty scale? Uh, I would say that this falls at like a oh no, a six or oh a no. seven <gasps> on the difficulty okay. scale. We didn't have to have one. Um, okay. It depends Renee, on... it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it, it depends on... How much you? If we can tell if it's right or left-handed. Well, that too. <laughs> I think it depends on how much you genuinely 
paid attention to this guy's career. Oh, okay. Lovely. Okay. All right, let's take a look. Who do we got for today's oh, guest? Brother, it looks like every that possible baseball player. And I see a nice big thigh. Now I see right and left-handed. I it's always right tell you, depending, I don't know. No, it's left-handed? Because my, my gut was left-handed. <laughs> my, my question is, how do, you, how do you do worse on guessing the handedness when you have a 50-50 chance than you do on actually guessing the player? It's a right hand. It's so hard no. to guess the hand. It's left hand. I he's don't left know hand. if the left shoulder. It's pretty I don't far know if lean his back, back. Is to us, or if he's turning away from, like, and turning away from us, or to, I can always see both. I think it's a kind of a wild swing. I just it's not very balanced. Very it's, uh, that's actually one of the probably the best giveaways. Didn't we do pens his already? His back you is did very pens far. Back. Yes, we did do pens already, Dave. And it's a left-handed <clears throat> hitter. Jim is saying a right-handed hitter. Uh, Wait, you confirm it's a left-handed Tyler? Yes, I should probably turn my microphone on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really can see both um, wings. I feel so blind. A I feel lefty. like he's got stirrups. Uh, I don't think I can tell that from this picture, but it just I do. I do not believe this player specific. wore stirrups in his okay. career. Huh? Man, oh man, oh man! Who is that? All right, I'm gonna. I'm what? just gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm gonna submit. It's a former player. Yes, that I do know. It is a former player. It doesn't help. All right, me Tyler. Either. Text is coming in. <gasps> oh no! I don't feel strongly about it. Um, I don't even. But I'm in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna torture myself like we're not here. What did you say that he? Oh, because you know I'm so tortured. I am definitely so tortured. You said that he's someone that if you didn't pay attention to his career, so I was a little. I, I, I will give Barbara you. guessing Jim Tomey. I will give was you. Was Tomey here in '06? Was that his last year? Well, Tomey was also back. In like 12 or 13. Ooh, that's right. Mm, Barbara Carroll. Marlon Anderson. Not a bad guess Wait, there. I'm sorry. MBD. So uh, I, will give you, I will give you a similar uh, hint to a player that we had earlier. Um, this, player's, this player's best years were definitively not with the Phillies. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna change my answer. Okay, since we just got a hint. His best and his best years were definitely definitively not definitively not with the Phillies. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. All right, and I will give you one more. Wait, no, I think wait, that person. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I will give you one more. Oh wow, this well, player led. This player led the league in a bad statistical category seven times. Whoa. Seven times bad offensive statistical. Yes, category? a bad offensive what? statistical category. Oh man! Now that that statistical category did not prevent him from doing. Wow, so many. Clues. What Marlon Anderson is fifty years old? MBD? What the there's, hell? Nah, there's no way. I made that up. How? When? No, when I think did that, that happen? might be right, dude. Marlon Anderson. Jeez. But and, so, and by the way, for those guessing. He is 50 years old. Oh, my God. That does that's make that's gross. Uh, for those guessing, we're only using 2006 through current day Phillies. And if you listen on podcast platforms, go check this out on our Twitter account, P-H-L-Y underscore Phillies. Um, I feel terrible about this. I'm just going to stick with what I'm, I... I'm giving up. So, Dang it. Jamie, I am going to... But I don't know what offensive category you're talking what, about. Once Renee gives her oh, answer, poop. I oh, will... Rain on me as always. Sean says Michael Saunders. <laughs> I don't think it's Bobby Bray. I think I would All right. that one. So I will give you both I'm a wrong. ton of credit because both players that you... You guessed different players, but both players you guessed were very good at the same thing that this player was very good at. 
boy. However, it's you are, Ben Revere. You are both wrong. It's Ben Revere. Renee it? guessed Ben Revere. You are wrong. <laughs> uh, Jamie, you guessed Kenny Lofton. You're closer than Ben Revere with Kenny Lofton, but also wrong. My initial guess was Nick Williams. Which is also wrong. So but once you said best years not here, I went, well, Nick Williams didn't do shit. All right. So, I so will, is it his hit? Like- would you like one more hint and you can guess as a team, or would you like to give up? Uh, one more hint. Uh, sure, the statistical category that this player, the bad statistical category that this player led the league in seven times was caught stealing. Ooh. Okay. So that means they were sent frequently. And it's not. Dun, dun, so this dun, player's dun, best dun, dun, years dun, dun, were definitively not with the Phillies. Freddie Galvis. They are a left-handed hitter. Uh, they were caught. They were. They led the league and oh, caught stealing seven times. It's Juan Pierre. Because he had to be sent regularly. Uh, Juan Pierre. I was so close with Kenny Lofton. I feel like Juan Pierre and wow. Kenny Lofton are, even though Kenny Lofton was much better, I feel like they're like baseball cousins. Well, you guys both guessed. <laughs> in terms of like their style of game. You guys both had good guesses because they were speedy center fielders who stole a lot of bags. Both Ben Damn. Revere and Kenny Lofton. Um, Kenny Lofton's career was much better than the other two. Yes. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's probably borderline Hall of, Famer, Hall of Famer. Uh, and the other so two are not. Wild, so many but different guesses. They, they were good. They were good guesses. A lot of different guesses in there. Dave is saying Michael Bourne, Randy. Randy's the Juan, only one who got Randy it right. Randy got it. K Congrats, Randy. Go Jay get yourself said a Crook drink. Or Ozzy, Virgil. Ibanez, Ray saying, listen, there's that was, yeah, Randy, Randy, you go get correct. yourself a lunch beer, Randy. Yeah, Randy, I feel like has been correct a few times for guest that stands. This yeah. is, damn, this is tough. That is tough this because is getting really ben tough. Ben Revere, Juan Pierre, Kenny Lofton, and you those know, are like, some good clues. Those but guys yeah, all look they by, by the way, like the same body types, everything. right? I think maybe we're underselling Juan Pierre's career. He had a really a good bit. career, led the league in hits twice. He had 2,200 Brady hits size more, that's right, in his yeah. career. He hit. 295 for his career, Hold and on. that includes a final a, year of 247. How many years total? Like uh, 16. Led, wow. the league in, led the league in stolen bases three times. Led the league in games played five consecutive years. He didn't miss a game for five straight in years. In Juan Pierre's prime, wow. I hated facing him. He's a, he was a problem. Yeah, he was yeah. a pain in the ass. We just forget It's like classic Philadelphia details. where you just get the guy too late in his career. Yeah. You know, it happened with Grady Sizemore. It happened with Kenny Lofton. It happened with mm-hmm. Jeff Rancor. You know, the Flyers, you can go through a litany of guys oh you just gosh. got too late, like Adam Oates and Paul Coffey and, and, it's, and it's kind Chris of, Pronger. It's just like, that's Philadelphia, baby. That is baby. classic Philly, for Yeah, sure. we get the, we get the borderline kind of, Hall of Famer too late. It's paying for players on a cheap, and so now you're getting them when they're on the decline versus yeah. when they're and, and in their By the way, time. it's kind of funny you bring up Kenny Lofton in that mention. Like, Kenny Lofton at 38 in the one year he played for the Phillies. Yeah, Marlins, Barber. Still hit 335. Yeah, for the Phillies. Kenny Lofton was awesome. At 38 years old, he stole 22 bags for the Phillies in 110 games. Go back and look at those Charlie Manuel-led Indians teams, and the fact that they didn't win a World Series is mind-boggling because those rosters were loaded back then. Yep. Loaded. And Albert Bell's prime, man, one of the most underrated players in that Era. I know we're going off the rails, but could oh, you imagine? Could you imagine a three-four-five <laughs> of Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomey, Albert Bell after you've already had to Manny face Ramirez Kenny Lofton pop. and Omar Vizquel, oh yeah. and Carlos Baerga was awesome. And did you say Sandy Alomar? Like those teams were just loaded. 
Um, wow. So anyway, we could go down that baseball rabbit hole, but maybe Oof. we'll just go meet Randy at the bar since he's earned himself a lunch beer for being the only one to get it. And by the way, Maine lunch is a very good uh, lunch beer if you're looking to have one. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Of course, we went over uh, because somehow it's impossible. Uh, thanks to De- this is our time, uh, Deisha. Hour 15. Yeah, Deisha Thosar was a great guest today. Uh, you guys are going to be coming up with the union show at 3.30 today. Renee, I don't know if you noticed, but I, am I we- did see that actually. I'm wearing my Look union esports quarter zip from the FIFA tournament. I like I that. I like the, the textured look of it. Yeah, it's, it's nice. nice quarter zip. Union are always uh, good like that. Uh, so sure. they will be coming up at 3.30 with the union show. We will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, with plenty more, including the top three Phillies down on the farm. We're going to end down on the farm Woo! this week. I uh, guess that swing is going to go on to torture Renee for a long time. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do it forever. We'll do every Philly no! ever. Uh, but for we Tyler Zoli, Renee Washington, I'm Jamie Lynch. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you're hitting that like button. Whoever hit that dislike button, that's fine. It still goes to the algorithm. We love you anyway. Thanks <laughs> Bye, for hanging friend. out with us today <laughs> on this Tuesday. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we all see you.